Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, we have a special guest from Georgia in the United States, Dr. Anna Kabeka. She's an obstetrician and gynecologist. She runs a very successful podcast called Couch Talk, and she's written two amazing books. The first one, The Hormone Fix, it's been a bestseller on Amazon, number one in the menopause category for 13 months, which is incredible. And she's also the author of Keto Green 16, which is her brand new book. It comes out on the 5th of May. Anna, welcome to The Wellness Glow. Thanks for having me, Susie. Great to be talking with you again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to have this talk. Today, we're going to be talking about sexual health through the decades for women. And I can't wait, particularly as an obstetrician and gynecologist, this is like an area of expertise for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, you know, as a personally and professionally has been of interest. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So before we get into that, can you tell us a bit about yourself and your, your journey as a healthcare professional? Yes. Um, you know, I, I've loved women's health since I can remember. I always knew I wanted to be a doctor and I uh, trained in gynecology and obstetrics at Emory. And I was a National Health Service Corps scholar. I don't know if you have this in Australia, but they no. have the opportunity for the government, the National Health Service Corps, to pay for my medical education in return for um, uh, service for yeah. a certain number of years afterwards. And I, you know, had applied for it, hoping, because I had no idea how I was ever going to pay for school. Yeah. And I was one of seven in the nation that got chosen for this. Amazing. Mm -hmm. It was a blessing. And I ended up in Southeast Georgia, where I am now. And I, you know, chose this location based on its rural qualifications and had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was always a city person. <laughs> and I was like, I can stay anywhere for three years. And I've been here 20 years. I don't know if anyone oh my goodness. Late, but it's like, <laughs> I'm still here. And um, I had this beautiful clinic and uh, I, what I recognized because I was number one, the only, also the only Spanish speaking obstetrician at the time and in um, having a rural health clinic was that I was the end all for patients, right? Yeah. Sometimes the only, for, certainly for many, the only female physician they'd ever seen. And so I became like this, the girlfriend doctor that yeah. they can talk to me about what their issues were. And I recognized that the way we were addressing it wasn't always working. And yeah. then I had my own personal story, my own personal trauma and challenges. And um, you know, a significant trauma and tragedy in our lives that, um, you know, catapulted me into an early menopause at age 39. Oh gosh. And infertility. I was diagnosed with premature ovarian insufficiency and I was told the only way I could have a child would be egg donation. I failed the highest doses of injectable medication. I'm a gynecologist. I've done repro and oh, reproductive endocrinology. And, um, you know, so I pushed, you know, we pushed the limits and, you know, no ovarian response. And so we were devastated. My husband at the time and I were devastated 
beyond devastation. And that took me on a journey around the world. And I shared with you when I got to interview you on my podcast, that I ended up in Australia for a couple months and living and my uh, uh, two girls that were seven and 10 at the time, they um, went to school in Australia. And it was uh, uh, the culture was just wonderful. Everyone was so friendly and nice yeah. and the girls loved hats, mandatory shoes, optional. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We love that here. <laughs> but as a result of that journey, that healing journey around the world, like I learned different healing modalities and I learned from the mountains of Peru, I learned about maca. In Brazil, I learned about other antioxidants that I've now since formulated into a combination I call Mighty Maca Greens. In Australia and Indonesia and um, Hong Kong, I mean, every place I went, I learned something. Mm. And that combination I put together because I ended up reversing my early menopause, reversing my infertility, becoming pregnant at 41, delivering my baby girl, Ava Marie. So That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's incredible. That was that, that was the journey. And I came back and I instituted these changes into my medical practice. And lo and behold, I went from, you know, my eyes were open in a way that I wish no one's would be open in the same way for this, or, you know, I want their eyes to be open, but not the same path that I took certainly. But, um, the, you know, I went from doing as a gynecologist and obstetrician, I went from doing two to three surgeries a week to two to three a year because it powered the body to heal itself. And I write about this in my book, The Hormone Fix. It's really my life's works and in empowering the individual to take control without needing a prescription or a surgical procedure, ideally. And and we can make those differences. I've seen those, I'll just say, miracles happen over Mm. and over and over again. The body has amazing recuperative ability. And so from there, just really specialized in women's health, menopause, and sexual health. Incredible. Yeah. And what you say about, you know, empowering the body to heal itself, which is just the basis of naturopathic medicine. It's creating that environment through nutrition, through potentially herbal medicine, through lifestyle, mindfulness, relaxation, to enable the body's inherent powers to be activated to their fullest potential. It sounds like you found a way to do that through the research that you did when you were traveling, which is incredible. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't stop there. And we talked about this a little bit, you know, when we've had trauma and you're a trauma specialist and when we've had trauma and PTSD, there's that undercurrent that continues to happen. Yeah. So, you know, I wish I could say everything was rosy after that, but what happened was that that trauma continued to be boiling under the surface. I had it together on the outside, but on the inside, I was a physiologic wreck. And I I mean, I didn't really know because high performers, like those of you who are listening, we have tremendous ability to compensate. Well, as a result, I felt that disconnect, that loss of connection. I was in this burnout stage, low cortisol, low oxytocin, burnout, disconnected the marriage that we said will last a lifetime ended in divorce rather harshly and um you know it was this this uh sequela that was happening because of the trauma and the physiology of trauma the physiology of grief that we were both experiencing and not knowing it so as a scientist and a physician and a healer i just had to keep trying to understand what's what's the underlying underlying reason this is happening 
Mm. What is, you know, where, where is this coming from? Where is this disconnect? And, you know, it's, it's been a fascinating journey. So that's was like my magnus opus to put it in the book, the, the, the hormone fix. And also, you know, to extend that journey yeah. and the practicalities into yeah. Peter Green 16. Absolutely. It sounds really, really interesting. I'm going to have to get my hands on a copy of The Hormone Fix. I really feel that that's something, probably a book that every woman needs to read. So I'm not going to look forward to um, looking at that. So yeah, I will send it to you. I oh, thought you had one. I will get that to you right away. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I wasn't fishing for that. But oh, no, no, but I've, I've, yeah, definitely sending it to you. Autograph copy. On oh, your way. lovely. Thank you. Thank you. So if we look at sexual health in women throughout the decades, um, women, I guess, more so than men, we go through physiological changes in our bodies from the time you know we hit puberty and our, our body changes quite dramatically and then go through our childbearing years and then beyond. If we look at sexual health during those periods, particularly, I guess, post-childbirth, if you could comment a little about what the changes are that go on, whether it's like a, a biochemical or obviously mechanical, if it's a, a, a vaginal delivery, like what that does to a woman's sexual um, feeling, to um, sexual health generally. Could you comment on that? And what are some of the things that women can do to help feel um, more sexually alive again, I guess? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, there's several things. First, it's part of like, I have actually, because of my own journey and my yeah. own struggles in this arena, um, you know, from lack of sexual desire to disconnection to, yeah. you know, even pain syndromes, I wrote, I actually um, wrote a program called Sexual CPR. So it's an online evergreen program. We'll be sure to give you guys a link to a, a free masterclass right. on Help Doctor My Sex Drive Has No Pulse, right? <laughs> this is an important issue at any age. And so step one is like, you know, we, we got to recognize that and say, okay, well, you know, I'm not satisfied with this. Um, not deny it. Yeah. And look for the underlying reasons. Is it, you know, old lies we were told as a you know, child growing up? Is it, you know, something that we've been, we've repressed or told we were dirty or, you know, uh, someone shamed us or yeah. is it within the relationship there's strife or then you're on medications that are taking away your desire or there's, you know, physiologic or hormonal issues that are taking away your desire. So there are many reasons and really like to tease that out. And I want mm. clients to think about this because actually, Susie, I'm going to digress a second. We'll yeah. definitely get into this. But I was just this weekend in Asheville, North Carolina at the South Atlantic OBGYN Society meeting. Yeah. I was really excited. You know, the, some of the best institutions in the Southeast, the attendings and physicians and a couple of my colleagues that trained with me at Emory. It was great to see that. But the problem that I recognized is that, you know, many of the, many of the individuals that I saw, I mean, OBs are the, among the nicest, but I could see how, you know, we could get some white coat syndrome. You know, yeah. we might not want to talk about our sexuality, vaginal health with some of these doctors or esteemed yeah. colleagues and, you know, male or female. And also um, the information that they're 
only promoting is estrogen for vaginal health and vulvar health. And now when, you know, the estrogen Premarin, because the question was asked, well, you know, we're trying to write Premarin vaginal cream, but it's like 200, $300 for our patients now. Mm. And I'm, I would wanted to say, oh my gosh, for two decades, I've been studying the research on DHEA and testosterone. I've used it for the entire span of my clinical practice since early 2000. And, um, you know, and I created Jolva an over the counter option. So women could have this option inexpensively mm-hmm. and without a prescription. So a combination with DHEA, plant stem cells, emu oil, coconut oil, and shea butter, and this combination to really help restore vaginal health for the rest of our lives. Cause it's so critically important. Mm. Vaginal and ovary changes start with birth control pills. They start with, you know, um, yeast infections. They start with natural aging and like bone loss, it gets worse unless we do something about it. And it's yeah. as debilitating to the quality of our life. We yeah. have to take care of our vaginal and vulvar health. And that is, you know, for me, it was, you know, I didn't have an option for me. So I created one. That's actually how all my products came about. Totally selfish in the creation. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. And thank goodness you did. Yeah. 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 So, so the hormonal changes, you know, from perimenopause early, like in our thirties, if we're on birth control pills, that's going to affect our vaginal and gut microbiome. Yes, absolutely. And we have yeah. to keep the pelvic floor healthy. So think of Jolva like a daily moisturizer with extra yeah. nourishment. If you think of, you know, like it's good nutrients or fertilizer for a vagina. Okay. Yeah. But just yeah. apply it topically because who wants to stick anything up her vagina that exactly. they don't have to, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really sincere about that because, you yes. know, these options that we have are not convenient, are not friendly, are not comfortable. And um, that's right. Yeah, Jolva is. Mm-hmm. And so we have that. And so as we hit our 30s, 40s, our estrogen levels that start declining, as well as progesterone and all our androgens, as well as DHEA. And we have receptors for these hormones on our vaginal floor pelvic floor, even in our fascia, there are progesterone receptors in our fascia. So the, like, like our muscles get stiff and achy, our pelvic floor will too. And that will mean prolapse and incontinence and pain Mm. and orgasms. So we got to fix it. Yeah. And estrogen alone is not enough. It is really unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. That's the information we know and the safety profiles of, of, um, that, that we have available to us and, you know, and we have to have this conversation as physicians with our patients, but it it takes some time and it takes a relationship too. Like, like if we're talking with our girlfriend, then, so that's why I like, I'm the girlfriend doctor talk to me about this because we have to have this conversation. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I'll put some details too about Jolva and where we can get it in Australia. I'm hoping we can mail order it perhaps off your website um, to get it here in Australia, but I'll, I'll do a little bit of research and find out whether we can get it. Cause it sounds like an incredible cream that many, many women would get, um, incredible value out of. So thank goodness you have, yes. have provided yeah. that, uh, remedy for us, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And if you go to the website too, just at, at dranna.com, um, and just look at the reviews and the testimonials. Yeah. It's like, they bring tears to my eyes. If I'm yeah. having a bad day, I go look at those reviews because <laughs> it's like, okay, 
The hard work is yeah. worth it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what about um, emotionally for women, um, particularly sexually after childbirth or around that perimenopausal time? Emotionally, what's going on and how do the hormones affect emotions around that time? Yeah, there's a lot that happens, you know, especially postpartum when we have kids, there's, it's an energetic shift, right? We don't talk yeah. about it because how do you measure the energetic shift, right? There's yeah. a, there's a shift in our role where mothers and fathers and we're prioritizing our kids and we're probably juggling six or seven other balls at the same time. So there's certainly that um, spread in different directions, but couples must create date night. Couples must create quality time together because their relationship is of utmost importance for the rest of their life. Yeah. And, and anyone who's been married a long time will say there's, you know, it, it goes beyond good days and bad days. Maybe there's good years and bad years. But if we're not communicating, we're not going to have those good years. And we yeah. have to communicate in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. And though, with little ways that we can communicate, just practicing that in the bedroom and out of the bedroom in really positive um, esteem building ways for each other. When we do that, we create, we continue this intimacy. We continue the romance and, and flirting. Like go back to the time of flirting. We forget that because we tend in a couple take each other for, for granted, so to speak. And, and that is certainly a, a issue. And then of course, if there's dirty laundry, if he's left his underwear on the floor, I mean, that's going to take your mood away. I mean, yes. But yeah. if you let him know that in a nice way, like I feel a lot sexier, I'd probably initiate sex more if you, you know, did your laundry. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I'll try that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is what you're talking about is so simple. It's not rocket science, right? It's, it, this is basic stuff that I guess in a new relationship, it just happens. But as you say, over time, there's that familiarity, I guess. There's those other things that are, that are going on through lifespan, whether it's work commitments, family commitments. There can be that lack of communication or even resentment building up over things as, as small as, you know, leaving laundry on the floor. So that communication aspect is, is really, really important because even things like making eye contact like I, I sometimes think because we've all got our screens these days that I feel like sometimes my husband spends more time making eye contact with his screen than with me. And I'm sure there are many other people that, that feel the same way. And we know that, you know, that eye contact is really, really important for, I think, yes. oxytocin production. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and absolutely. It's so important. And that, that then enhances our communication and makes us feel closer with, the people around us, whether it's, it's, it's a, a partner or whether it's with a child or a friend, it, these things make a real difference in yeah. physiological ways, not just um, psychological ways, I guess. Absolutely. So we're creating an epidemic of disconnection syndrome with the phones and mm. um, electronics and, and the lack of intimacy, right? Mm. To recreate that intimacy, when you add that to the natural hormonal changes from postpartum through menopause with declining hormone levels, progesterone, um, and and also diet plays a big role. And so, yeah. hence, my keto green diet is very libido enhancing because we're increasing dopamine, we're re in, in supporting healthy serotonin levels by creating diversity in the gut microbiome based mm. on the 
the menu plans and uh, recommendations that I created intentionally to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so that makes a big difference because we want to restore our sense of joy and happiness because there was a time, you know, where, and I, I shared this in, in my interview with you that, you know, I mean, I wanted to die every day. I was so depressed. I did not yeah. know how I could even put my feet on the floor. Mm. And when I did, I ached all over in, in so many ways. And so being able to reverse that and, yeah. you know, live life passionately with the best relationships with my children ever was, you know, is, is part of, has been part of my journey because I can look back and think of the divorce that my husband and I had when we didn't want to, but yeah. we were so disconnected and think there was a physiology to that, the cortisol oxytocin disconnect. Yeah. And there's a definite physiology to that. And that happens, especially 35 to 55 in this period of neuroendocrine vulnerability, and we, we sometimes seek to self-medicate, mm. um, you know, and, and it's really important to understand we have to improve our overall health, shift our fuel source from a lot of glucose to more ketones. So the keto green way to do things, yeah. but also, um, also, you know, give ourselves the pace in life that's acceptable mm. and bring romance back into our life because we love ourselves yeah. and, you know, I think for me, that was probably one of the biggest challenge that, you know, one of the biggest, you know, the, the hormones, fixing hormones are easy, honestly. We can, <laughs> can add some DHEA, get some yeah. Jovan, add some yeah. testosterone, progesterone. I got you covered on that, right? And I talk about that yeah. in the hormone fix. But, you know, it's these, it's these principles of self-love, you know, romance, yeah. um, positive communication, and that, that tend to hold us back. And I've learned that if you think it or feel it, you should say it yes. or you just feed the confusion. So think uh -huh. it, feel it, say it, or feed the confusion. We really mm -hmm. must start speaking our truth. And that was one thing I had a client, her name's Sue, Sue Ellen, and she um, was in my sexual CPR program. And, and she came on and she said, you know, I was, I've been married for 30 years for the last 20 years. I felt like we were roommates and her husband and her that were roommates. She goes even worse than roommates, like brother and sister. We would love each other, care about each other, but we're, you know, we had no intimacy together. And she said, I realized by taking my program, Sexual CPR, that one of our blockages was that, you know, I was holding some resentment that for something that happened decades ago. Yeah. And once I communicated that to him and he communicated to me, it was just, opening it was opening floodgates of love and understanding and compassion for each other and she goes now we're just like it feels like we're dating again <laughs> he's like a boyfriend we're having sex regularly and um you know they're at an incredible place in their life you know yeah. we shouldn't struggle we shouldn't settle we need to uncover what's holding us back from being fully passionate and in touch with our sexual energy so yeah. because those marriages these marriages you know, that we wish and desire to last a lifetime, last a lifetime really should. We yeah. need to nurture them like we nurture our relationships yeah. in yeah. so many ways. Absolutely. And I think really um, what you said about self-care and self-love is something that I think a lot of women are not very good at because they're constantly giving of themselves and there's not a lot left at the end of the day. And I, d I don't know that 
women feel like this is a priority. I think they've, some women feel like it's very selfish of them if they, they're wanting to do some self-care. Um, and even the term self-love, I think it's relatively new on the scene. And it, it's certainly not something probably seven, eight years ago people were talking about, and certainly not in Australia. And I think people kind of, women in particular, feel like, yeah, it's, there's a selfishness associated with that, with and I think that that's something that needs to change in order that, you know, when a woman is, the woman is feeling good about herself and is valuing herself, then relationships all around her will improve. And I think, yes. you know, so many women are just so busy. They've got their, their full-time jobs and then they're doing all of the children sort of stuff and then cooking and looking after the family and then, you know, having, you know, sex with your husband at the end of that is kind of like... I'd rather have an extra time just asleep. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think people are prioritizing a little bit lower in many cases and not thinking that this may have a long-term ramification yes. on the intimacy of the relationship. Because, yeah, oxytocin then, in general, right? Because yeah. the intimacy increases oxytocin that keeps us together. That's the glue yes. that helps us stay connected. And, yes. and, you know, being able to have this time, these moments of connection, these moments of intimacy, these moments that are just boost our hormones, boost our yeah. hormones naturally. It's physiologically beneficial. And also, you know, there's two secrets that I share in my Help Doctor, My Sex Drive Has No Pulse class. And the first is the key thing that every woman needs to know about a man. And that is that he, her pleasure is his pleasure. And I have like, and I, at first I questioned that when I started to hear that. And um, I asked so many men, including some of the most chauvinistic men I know. And I would say, well, you know, when you're intimate with someone, what is the biggest turn on? What's your turn on? What makes you come back for more? What makes you attracted to her? Her And he said, her turn on, her climax, her orgasm, her pleasure, her expression, her joy, her happiness is his happiness. Her pleasure is his pleasure. And hands down. So women, we need to hear that because we often don't believe it. Yeah. We often don't believe we're like, nope, he just wants to check one off. Well, you know, um, and that may be true sometimes, but ultimately yeah. that, that really that nurturing is that, that your pleasure is his pleasure. So expressing what is feeling good, expressing what you like and what you don't like in really positive ways makes a huge difference in your relationship. Mm. And again, mm. sometimes it's just like, hey, I like it when you take the trash out or I like it that you clean this up. We look for the ways to positively coach our our, our spouse. <laughs> That's yeah. <sounds> rude. <laughs> we have to look at the ways that we train them up. Yeah. You know, to, to be the man, continue to be the man of our dreams. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So can you tell me a little bit more about Keto Green 16 and some of the concepts in there? Yeah, definitely. So Keto Green 16, 16 is a great number. And it's also in this program um, is it represents 16 hour intermittent fast. So All like right. save by um, eat dinner by six or 7 p.m. and then break fast at 10 or 11 a.m. And so most of that time you're sleeping, we're really getting into nighttime, healthy nighttime rituals and morning rituals. 
but 16 hour intermittent fast and a 16 day plan. So a really quick reboot to help with that quick weight loss, to help really get you energized and lift the brain fog by shifting you into a keto alkaline or a keto green state. Yeah. Is what I talk about. I have clients I recommend strongly that you measure your urine pH. And yes. you measure that urine pH as another vital sign. It really is another vital sign. It's such a big indicator of how not just our nourishment is, but how we're handling stress. The more stressed we are, the more acidic our urine is. So hands down, we need to look at that as an accountability um, measure for what we're doing that's working and what's not working. So keto green 16, I talk about that. And also really like 16 main foods that support our detoxification process, our healthy hormonal process and help, um, boot up alkalinity and then really, really good tasty recipes. It's, it's a beautiful book, color photos, tasty recipes, um, 16 day plan that really everyone, like you can do this with your, other, you know, colleagues in your office, like you can bring this in and say, okay, we're going to do keto green 16 for the next two weeks, the next 16 days as a team, let's check in, record our uh, symptom scores and let's do the plan and say, maybe you can even assign, you know, one person on Wednesday to make a big batch of uh, the cabbage soup or some person on Friday to make the chili and share, yeah. you know, share some responsibilities and re- bring in good, healthy community around healthy food. I love that idea of doing it in the workplace. That's a really mm-hmm. great um, incentive. And I guess motivator to have everyone there together doing the, the keto green 16 day plan. I really like that. That's a great way to, to get people really kind of focused and and it would be beneficial in the workplace because you know it's going to increase people's productivity their teamwork their concentration i love that so much yep yeah absolutely yeah so that's that's my hope and it releases may 5th so it's Uh, on order now everywhere books are sold right um uk and um united states so yeah Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to get a hold of that one as well. That sounds really, really cool. Because yeah, intermittent fasting is just getting so much evidence behind it now. And um, I have a number of clients doing it, and they're really actually enjoying it. And some that that, you know, initially were like, Oh, I don't know if I can do that. It's actually much easier than it sounds. Right, right. And that's a really important thing because the way our body reacts to our changes tells us something. And so it's like, and that's where in Keto Green, definitely in the hormone fix, but also in Keto Green 16, really have you working up in very positive, healthy, you know, gentle ways to make these changes so that they work. And let me tell you, perimenopause and menopause, our brain becomes starved for fuel because glucose is an estrogen dependent Mm. process in the brain. So using glucose for fuel in the brain or gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen dependent process. So what that means is as we get older, our body produces less estrogen and we have a harder time using uh, glucose as a brain fuel. So we have to shift to ketones in a healthy way. So there's a way to do ketone, it's a ketogenic diet. We call it keto dirty, but we want to be keto clean, which yeah. is keto green. So <laughs> I love it. And that's so true what you're saying as well. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And that's why women can feel a bit, you know, like they're losing their words and they're not thinking properly. <laughs> And yeah, and yeah, I called it going keto crazy. So <laughs> that alkalinity part is crucial. Mm, yeah, 
Love it. That's amazing. And I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Um, so where can people find you to learn more about you and connect with yes. you? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, DrAnna.com. So like yeah. Drana, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And um, you'll find out um, some more about my book at DrAnna.com forward slash Keto Green book, as well as join my Keto Green community on Facebook. So I'd love Fantastic. to, I'd love to welcome you all there. Awesome. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Anna. As I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the talk. I think there's a lot of elements of this that women can apply to their everyday lives. And I think these books, The Hormone Fix and Keto Green 16, are just must-haves for people to have on their shelves. So thank Thank you so much for bringing them out into the world. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.